Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the War Room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. <clears throat> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Devin McMillan, and I'm in the building with my bros. I'll be all in the house and back from his secret mission in Central Europe. Jimmy the Blueprint will join us in just a few minutes once that jet lag wears off. <laughs> but no, seriously, B. It's crazy out there in these streets, man. The NBA playoffs are set after a raucous final week and the final uh, day or night, rather, of the regular season. It was crazy last night. So settle in for, for a hoops-heavy episode. they was getting it in. I know they were, man. Um, it's going to be hoops-heavy here today, so keep it locked right here. And if you want to get in on the conversations, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can call us directly in about five minutes because we're going to get it popping early tonight when we open up that digital extreme tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. One last thing before we get these conversations started. Make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air and you're sitting around at your job or just whatever you're doing, you're in the car, Make sure you check out archive episodes of our show at WarRoomSports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, which is free, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere else that you listen to podcasts, man. Holler at us. Listen to us. But, B, what's going on, man? How's your week been so far? Man, going through the throes of young adult parenthood, except I'm not a young adult. Uh, (laughs) Man. Yo, I've had yo. My week has been crazy. <laughs> so, you, so you said the throes of young adult parenthood working on you? Except I'm not a young adult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> adult uh, hey man, old old Middle adult parenthood, adult. right? <laughs> yeah. Yo, my my week's been political. It's been um. Shoot, when I tell you the second part, you understand. You've been there. Um, you've seen me there. The political part. So they're trying to build an ice rink <laughs> in my city. Not just the city, really in my neighborhood. It's going to be basically to the side of the, of, of the front of my development. Now, you know, I live nah, I ain't in cool a, with that. You, you know, I live in a suburban city that's 52% African-American. <laughs> but they're forcing this $24 million ice rink, two-sheet ice rink, one Olympic-size um, ice sheet Ooh. and one NHL-size ice sheet. They're forcing it on us, $24 million. Now, there's been an uproar with the people Yo. because it seems like the majority of 
the city, black people, their needs weren't met or heard because originally when this thing was proposed, it was supposed to be a multi-use facility with two ice sheets and three to five basketball courts. So there's been a fight Yay, in the city. Y'all Negroes got enough basketball courts. Listen, they try to they try to hit us with the, you know, they're trying to act like it's a hockey community versus basketball community type thing. But you know what it really is. I went to the city council meeting the other night, and it, it was it was it looked like it was about to be a race for it, dog. <laughs> the 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 hockey people showed yeah. up and showed out in mass, jerseys on, brought the kids with jerseys on. Using the kids, they um, you know, they all had on their adult jerseys or or hockey mom jerseys, I, hockey I, I, dad I question, coach did, jerseys. Did, did they have uh, Confederate flag jerseys? On? <laughs> I don't know. I, I should have checked the little patch on the side of the jersey. Could have been what it was. Hmm. But either way, you know. The, the the black people did come out in mass. There were sixty three speakers. At first, it was like overwhelmingly the quote unquote hockey community. Then the black people who was who were representing everything you can do in an indoor gym, basketball, gymnastics, wrestling. I even learned something new: pickleball. What the hell is pickleball? Um, Yo, you know, just everything everything that you can do in a gymnasium. So you know, at first it was the speakers were over. I had a young lady pickle my balls one time. <laughs> no, my, I'm sorry. They were, they were for the, the ice rink and just that without the, 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 the gymnasium being a part of it. So then it was, you know, the, the black people made a little comeback. The speakers started to catch fire a little bit. They had a couple of very intelligent little young kids go up there and speak and, and speak to the importance of having, you know, more recreational places, places to go, places to get that energy out in a positive way and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they have a meeting for four and a half hours. I didn't get home until, like, after midnight this night. They have a meeting for, like, four and a half hours where everybody expressed their interest. And mind you this, the hockey people were just saying, we, we want the two-sheet ice. That's all they were saying. Of course, the black people, you know, we're always nice and we're inclusive and all that kind of stuff. We were saying, we're not saying we don't want you to have your ice rink. We just want to be included. We want to, you know, wanted to be a multi-use facility. They heard all of this, and I thought everything was going pretty well, and they were going to try to do something about it. The problem was, after the black people spoke, most of them left. Everybody else stuck around. I stuck around, but most of them stuck around. So, you know, I guess since they weren't there, they figured, hmm, we're not going to sit here and go home and deliberate again. So they started making decisions right then and there. And, you know, guess who got left out when it was all said and done? Guess who's still getting a $24 million ice skating arena, hockey arena, like a half a mile from his house on, on a, on a street that's basically one lane going each way. So when they start having these tournaments and everything where all the people are coming from outside of the city, you know where I oh, live. And man. the bus is like, how is traffic going to be in my... It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be real crazy in my neighborhood. And Sheesh. nobody cared. Nobody cared. Because if, if, if it were up to me, my first choice would be not to put anything in that location. P- 
period. Period. My second choice would be, okay, if you're going to build it, then include everybody, you know. Basketball. Um, my, my my third <laughs> um, thought is burn it down. It's like, let me stop. <laughs> we ain't going to go there. But anyway, yo, yo, it's crazy, though, I've because been, I've been the city, that. I know, right? But the city is not being represented. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, the city is 52% African American. Most of the people who are lobbying for this thing aren't even from the city. Yo. The main Yo. participants in Dev. this thing aren't the even only going to be black, from the city. The You're only talking black. about tourism and all this. Come on, man. The, the only black people that I know that skate in, in America is in Detroit. Like, I don't even right. know any black people that play hockey and Prince George's County is still, you know, this is indicative of the problem in American polity because we as a people and as a culture have become so socialized into believing our voice either can't be heard or or we don't understand the civic, the nature of civic participation in local politics that right. we, we don't make the right presentation. Now, that's an example of us getting beat where there was an opportunity to take a stand and participate and do your civic duty. And, by the way, salute to you for doing your civic duty because I definitely wouldn't have been there for four hours, but that's neither here nor there. Yo, the other thing but that was another example, happening dude. is – Like, because I've never had this mm-hmm. in my adult life. We We know about it. We read about it. I mean, we've been involved from the sidelines, but this is really the first time in my life right. that I've ever been you a part of something, and I you actually saw close up how yeah. our voices don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the this is like yeah. my yeah. staunch lesson in privilege. Like I witnessed it. So now, me. so now, <laughs> so now you now you're. White supremacy. So now you're gonna join. You're gonna join me in protesting uh, and not voting because you know that it. <laughs> we get the double back. Um, and not and not and yo because it does. Now what I was going to where I was going with that is I've actually been a part of these types of meetings and I've seen where the privileged folks go so far as to literally invest in lobbyists and professional speakers to come into community meetings where you have regular folk like you and I that choose to participate and we get up and speak and they actually pay a lobbyist for a local something like that. Like I've I've been floored by, which is why it's like, you know, people easily say, well, you can participate as a system. No, you can't, man. The system is designed to capitalize on the fact that we already have an inferiority complex and a lack of cultural knowledge about participating civically in 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 uh in politics and then on top of that they feel entitled to the political system that was built within their system for them anyway. They don't yeah no so yeah that's that's a crazy story. And if you tuned in to listen to us talk about the NBA, the NFL Track and field and and FIFA. Wait your MF and turn. We gonna get to it. This is sports related because it's ice hockey, and people in America still play ice hockey. (laughs) All right. So anyway, yeah. Let's shout out to uh, PK. Shout out to PK Super Super Pond or whatever his name. No doubt. 
So let, let's get, let's get it in. Let's you know, like I said in the intro, it's gonna be a hoops heavy show. So before we get into these, let's hot topics, go. Let you guys know that hot topics are brought to you. What up, Jim? By my bookie. What up, fam? Let's talk turkey for a minute and how much of it you can make investing. That's the term we like to use. Investing in sports contests at MyBookie. Look, the NBA playoffs are here. The NHL playoffs are here. So if you haven't checked them out yet, this is a very, very good time to do so. Lay down some dough on the biggest teams in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players investing at MyBookie.ag. Again, mybookie.ag, not .com. Remember that. Look, man, you guys tired of getting the run around when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join my be- my bookie. No ass betting. You win. They pay fast without any hassles. Look, you're wasting your time investing anywhere else. They even have in-game live investing. So you can place investments after tip-off, kick-off, face-off, whatever you're watching, whatever you're investing in. Just my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, for those of you who can't spell, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. Period. All right, guys. The NBA season. Yo, that is crazy, though, that you can, like, make a bet. In like after the joint starts, in the game, like, that yo, work? that's like cheat. Yo, they let you. Yo, they let you. <laughs> how cheat. that work? Kind of bet hedging is that? <laughs> yeah. So how you know how, how do you not give it a try? I just enjoy y'all can cheat. Like how do you not give it a try? Anyway, man, the NBA season has come to a close. Um, man, the last week of the season, the last night of the season, off the hook. Like there were a lot of implications on the final night of the season, mostly seeding. The uh, eight seeds in the East had already been decided a little while ago, but there were still some seeding implications. Going into the West, there were cats who still could or could not make the playoffs in the most important game of the night, in my opinion, because it had the most on the line, was the Timberwolves versus Denver Nuggets. It was basically a play-in game. You win and you end, you lose, you go home and commit suicide. So everybody, you know, check on your local Denver Nuggets players because they might not be with us this morning. Um, what did y'all think about the season as a whole? You know, because, you know, we've been dogging NBA seasons for the last five years or so. What did y'all think about this season? Well, well, for me, um, this has pretty much been one of the best seasons in years. Um, yeah. And I was hesitant to say that. Because I was thinking, like, well, maybe it's because I didn't watch football, so I'm like, I'm like doubled down on basketball at this point. But as I sat right. back and looked at it, um, it's not just that. Um, it was, it was, it was a lot of great games, a lot of good competition. A lot of these young guys are just falling out of control. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about the rookie of the year, and the fact that we even have a debate shows you how good some of these young players are. There's about four or five guys that legit can be MVP of the league. Um, as much as we like to say, well, there was minimal it's the Warriors resting. to win a chip. Yeah, like yeah. Brian take no games off. Like it, it, it to me, this has been Brian, one of the Brian better didn't seasons. take a vacation mid-season. This has been one of the better <laughs> seasons in a long time. And like you know, yeah. for those that like kind of, I mean, it's it's just been it's just been great basketball all around, man. And um, lot to talk about. Um, the home team is playing at the the best I've seen them play in decades. So. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? It's just a and lot I, to talk about. It, 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 a lot of the stars have like shown up. Like the top guys in the league are like LeBron and Harden and then Westbrook and, and you know. Except for Kawhi. Shout out to the mute. Yeah, shout out to Kawhi. He took a long <laughs> vacation, but. He didn't show up at all. You know. But listen, I agree with you, Jim, and y'all know I'm pretty sure that that's surprising to hear from me because, you know, I'm the purest who, who dogs the NBA. Oh, grumpy, regular oh, grumpy ass man. Every year, old oh, grumpy, get off my lawn. Yo, I need to play. Dev, Dev, Dev is our Dev is our uh, Dev is our Joe Buttons. <laughs> hashtag Joe hashtag Buttons, oh, get off my lawn, gang. But I'm I'm like I'm Every the same as you. I'm like I'm so surprised that I feel this way that I think you know like there has to be a reason. And like Jimmy questioned himself because you know maybe he doubled down because he didn't watch football. Like I'm sitting here thinking like well maybe I'm being biased because. The six was all that right now. So, six so I don't is know. Good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because I, you know, I watched the Sixers. It I don't is. know why I punished myself. I watched the Sixers through the process. So that's, you know, every night I'm watching bad basketball. I mean, even though I'm watching everybody nah, else you at the same time. Ish. But, but if, what I'm, if what I'm consuming the most is terrible, then I think that might have weighed on how bad I thought the seasons were before. Now I'm seeing a more exciting product every night. And and the thing is, if you actually look at Sixers games, if you're not a fan, you might not think it's great basketball because they've been blowing a lot of teams out. So that's not like if you're indifferent to who wins, that's not really what you tune in to see. So I don't but know. I, it's, it's it, I, it might be a little biased. It's, it's like a lot of these young guys like are just playing at a, at a – like you talk about um, – you know, the Greek freaks, you talk about, like, Anthony Davis, you talk about Carl Anthony Towns. It's a lot of young talent in the league that are, like, coming talk into about their the own. Rookie like, from, the, rookie from U, the rookie from Utah. My I mean, yeah, it's, 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 a right of, it's a lot of young, it's a, it's a lot of young talent um, in the league coming into his own. And it's just more proof that, like, no one player is bigger than the league, right? So, Bird, and then they left, and then Mike was there, and, you know what I mean, he left, Kobe and Shaq, and now Kobe's gone, Duncan's gone, they're, they're gone, and you know you have Bron and, and Durant, and it's like the league is the league is in good hands even after these guys are gone because the young talent in the league is just and it's just amazing because it's also like um, not to get too deep or too crazy, but the evolution of the athlete. You have all these guys that are six ten, six eleven, with handles and they're shooting from the outside, and posting up and at, and they're jumping out of the gym. It's like yeah, it's, a it's different like oh day. my god. It's a, it's it's a whole different, a different game day. than we grew up watching, but it's like it's very exciting. I mean, you know, because essentially, right, for a lot of for a lot of the years, a lot of the basketball we grew up loving, it's because you know it was guys that we can literally like see ourselves playing with. Because from a size standpoint and athletic standpoint, they're not too far from where we are at our peak. Right. But now it's like it's like Danny yeah, just Jimmy's like picking himself up. Jimmy, who's you know, what it is. I like think my I mean my jump shot still more water naughty thing. <clears throat> but anyway, listen, um so with that being said, now now it's like from a different standpoint. Now, now you're watching so and it's my. almost like you're you're it's almost like you're watching aliens. It's like, yo, I'm not six ten. I can't jump like that. I can't jump and then take a seat can and I, can I add, you know what? That that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a great count. point. And I and I on actually I wanna I wanna lay down a counterpoint. But I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I agree with you in a sense that the athlete is developing. But can we look at the defensive intensity and say that the rules change favors 
the offensive player to the point where they're not. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Same obvious. Type of that guys are playing defense yet. now. Doesn't change the area. Like ben Simmons. Ben Simmons plays defense. Like some of these guys play defense as well. Like. Ben, ben, season, when you ain't when you ain't got a jump when you ain't got a jumper and Tracy Stacy Augman is your grandpa, you gotta play defense, man. If he don't play defense and he can't shoot, what do y'all he, Come on, come on. Yo, dude is dude, dude is arguably one of the ten best players in the entire world. And that, and that's like a rookie, so yo, be all we'll guys, you know, no, 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 I, I, I agree. Like so so my thing is no, I'm my saying, thing is he D's up. Honestly, he does D up. No, but I'm, he's not the only one. Carl Anthony Towns plays defense. Rudy Gobert plays defense. A lot of these young dudes who are athletes play defense. Like Rudy, it's, Rudy Gobert is defense. But listen, yo, he is defense. Like, I, I, yo, I he's the definition a, of defense. I got to make a quick apology because, you know, we were running names earlier. I was I threw in a name as a joke, the, the ball Spencer Dinwiddie. But I'm going to put some respect on his name, man, because Spencer Dinwiddie, he has to be at least a top three candidate for most improved player. Like, I wouldn't give it to him. We're going to give our awards out later. So, B, if you ain't yeah. give your awards, you're going to get to it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to abstain. Uh, but, no, nah, um, yeah, I'm going to put some respect on that brother's name because he is one of the most improved players in the league. So, I don't know if I can throw his name out there when I'm trying to think of bums anymore. So, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. I ain't trying Damn. to name him. I, well, I, you know, like B used to do to the to the homie Mike Conley. And Mike Conley like worked out in the gym like twenty. That's always hours difficult. That's always uh, difficult. Mike Conley, Mike Conley, Mike Conley was reading that. He was reading that tweet. That tweet was motivation, so he needed to cut the check. War room Mike, sports. Mike Conley had that tweet million dollar con. He had that tweet posted to the backboard wherever he was working out. Yo, it, to the yo, board, he, he owed me, he owed me one point five million. And that, only yeah, 1.5. A case to be made for Dinwiddie, for Dinwiddie actually winning that award because that award has always been interesting to me because I feel like when I go looking to see who's the most improved player, I go look to see one from Ashley to Classy. But right. she always go to see someone that, you know what I mean, was literally a piece of feces and now they're a solid player. But right. you never look for the people that are solid players that are, you know, that are elite. Yeah, because that's, that's what's just- into the conversation now, like you said, like it used to be just that. Now you can like, all right, he's a good player, but dang, this year he was great. So you know they throw those guys up yeah. in there as well. It used to be like you can right. find somebody who had one foot out the league, and then, you know what I mean. Now they contribute, so you are like, man, you know. Anyway, right. well, basically, it, it used to be Lance Stevenson. <laughs> the, yo, the fans yo, are born the ready fans had the greatest up. play ever this week. Oh yeah, he did. The fans are showing up and showing out because the NBA for a third consecutive season, set the all-time regular season attendance record. I mean, people are coming. You know, they're, they're, they're selling out the arenas, plus the fact that arenas are getting bigger and more seats and they're squeezing you in there. It all plays a role. But, you know, one thing you can't say is people aren't attending NBA games. So they set the seat, this uh, regular season attendance record for the third consecutive season with 21 million 997,412 fans attending games. Um, I'm sorry, that was, yeah, that's this year's total. It's up from last year. It's probably up about a good 50,000 almost. Like I said, people, and that's probably all Sixers games. So <laughs> they're showing up. <laughs> and they're showing up. <laughs> the Sixers improving, helped the league to set a record again this year. Um, if y'all can't tell, yeah, we're excited about the Sixers. So, 
<laughs> it is what it is, man. We're not used to this anymore. Uh, some, some firings came down <laughs> right after the final uh, buzzer last night. Frank Vogel is out in Orlando. Jeff Hornacek is out after two years in New York. Um, Jeff Hornacek had a rocky start because he was under Phil Jackson, and Phil Jackson was trying to make him run offenses that he didn't want to run. So he started behind the eight ball, and it's always yeah. a little difficult to keep a job in New York because the payroll and the expectations are always point guard. Right, the payroll and the expectations are always way more than they should be. So, um, so you know the question. That, that, but that's the question, though, B and 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 Jimmy. What, what what names do you see popping up in this conversation for the Knicks and finally, quote-unquote, be back? You know, I've heard that they're going to reach out to uh, – they're going to they're they're reach out to Jay Wright from Villanova. Um, they are, yeah, they already have. Any chance he takes that job? Um, Don't do it. That's difficult Don't because – do it. Reconsider. I mean, I mean, I'm just talking about. It. It's a nice. It's gonna be a nice cake if they're trying to get him to go leave Villanova. They're gonna to have to offer the bag. But if I'm him and I'm looking at the, the landscape of the league and what they have on their roster currently, and I'm not going anywhere. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> he said, "I'm not going anywhere." Yeah, not not what they have on their roster. It's not like he's being like asked to come in. I mean, unless he can get assurances that LeBron is coming, right. he's bringing a gang with him. <laughs> is Bron gonna come and bring a whole gang with him? Because yeah. Bron don't travel alone. Well, you know the Knicks though. Every time Lots there's big rough. free agents out there, they start attaching their names to them. Like any of these people are ever gonna sign in New York. You know, there's um, there's there's owners there's owners that we let have it in professional sports. And I, I think we all share the opinion that the du- that the Doolins are are poop, <laughs> but we don't really poop poop. We don't doolin. poop on them the way that we do. The way that uh, the owner of the Knicks, Dolan, is an ownership issue. Jimmy Doolin. <laughs> yeah, we Doolin. And medical marijuana. I think that, uh, Good stuff down here in Georgia. Dole, I think Dolan, Dolan, whatever his name is, is a uh, is a root of the problem. Like I think that that's like until he goes, like there's there's a curse over uh, over the Knicks, and they can't be back with uh, nobody. Ain't nobody curse. going. It's got to be until so they forced. So they forced to go. You got to um, you got to Donald Sterling these people these days. Let's oh, shout out to Skyview yeah. in, the, in the chat. Yo, Skyview, ask your your lady's brother, if he knows about this whole hockey rink situation going on here. Um, but Skyview also said if the Knicks don't hire Mark Jackson, it's going to be a problem. You know, people have been clamoring for Mark Jackson. Well, it's going to be a problem. Every job that comes up. Um, I, I think Mark Jackson did a, a bang-up job in uh, uh, Golden State. I disagree with people when they act like, you know, he's the reason they ended up winning the championship, but that's a whole of the story, but he did a really good job. So I understand why his name comes up. Um, and I especially understand why his name comes up in our circles, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I hear, I hear, he I hear some reservations. I hear a butt in your, he's, in your tone. New, no, 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 there's nobody. He's a, a, he's a New Yorker. Tone. He's a New Yorker. He's a former Nick. Um, you know, if they're going to do something, to try to at least energize the fan base 
that would be the move. That's one of those fan base energizing moves. But and I didn't mean to say but, but I'm saying but. You know, is it going to pay off as far as on the she court? Like a lot it. of a lot of franchises do that. Like all right, to do something, you get somebody to energize the, the fan base. But is it going to pay dividends on the actual basketball court? Shout out Yay, to Penny. Mark <laughs> Jackson. What has he done? <laughs> Shout out to Penny down in Memphis. <laughs> Energizing that school. But you gotta prove it. So no, nah, I, 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 I mean, don't think here's my Gundy. thing. Not Stan. Here's I heard my thing Mark though. Stan Gundy's name come back up. Here's my thing. At least uh, Mark Jackson has had the opportunity to be um the captain of the ship, so to speak. Before, so I think that would be a good hire. But the thing is, like, you're gonna allow him to be the chef, but what ingredients is he gonna use? Like, my, you're setting him up my, for failure. That's my entire, my entire point is that Doolin, Dolan, whatever his name is, does not <laughs> allow you to go and pick your ingredients. He don't let you get the seasonings. He does not give you the time to prepare the meal. So you set up for failure. They just want a big name to come in and get immediate results. They're in the lottery the every back. year, but they they make bad picks. Well, it's know. like it's like What's they the they, they want to they want you to make a miracle out there, man. They want you to do like um like you want chop, but they use like a bunch of crazy ingredients and say they go out there and put together a meal and send me chop to chop. But um, so if I'm Mark Jackson, I'd rather sit back and talk about the game. <laughs> and, Go out there and stretch yourself. And get nothing, paid huh? that way. All right, yo, big, big story this week, Jimmy. What's up, what's up with your man out in, in, in La La Land, 32-year-old rookie. Andre, Andre Ingram, baby. He's been in the G Hill. League for like the last six years. Man, he checked into his first NBA game, like 32 years old, late in the first quarter against the Houston Rockets and commenced to lighten those dudes up. Ended ended Listen, the game man. with 19 points, <laughs> hit a bunch of threes. Funny shot, like he doesn't he doesn't like hold his form. He just shoots on like does some funny. Listen, man, like he's trying to make trying to will it to go into the hoop, and they were all net. Listen, man, Andre Ingram, man. Listen, listen, he had he got his mom's spaghetti moment, and he made the most out of it. So salute to him. Yeah. But I'm I'm. I'm definitely gonna need somebody to snatch Kobe's laptop because Kobe was on there talking about, you know, just how great a story it was and what he's gonna do with the story. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Kobe wants to make everything a story now. So Kobe I was about to say, you, you, everything you is gotta gotta he's gonna be the Kobe, Kobe Bryant uh, of production. Kobe, he's a filmmaker now, so he's gonna take every little thing and try to make a little story. Yeah, everything's out of. a story now. So Kobe drawing, somebody take Kobe's laptop. But salute to Andre Ingram, man, for like, you know. I don't know if I've been able to sit there that long, like following your dream, but it's going to be said for that. Um, he got his moment, and he, I mean, he let, he let his hands go. So now I'll give him a max deal, Nick. Let the Knicks give him, let the Knicks give him a max deal or something, man. <laughs> Six for eight from the field, four for five on three pointers. He um he better than Lonzo Ball or no? He's, all, he's also the all time leading three point shooter. Definitely. He's the all time leading three point shooter in the Cuban. Yo, my man shoots fifty five percent from three. Jimmy, he's he shoots fifty five percent from three, though. He's four. I'm gonna say he's four for five because I'm I'm gonna totally ignore the fact that he played in the second game. So I'm gonna say he's four for five from three. He's all time leading three point shooter in the history of the NBA as well. <laughs> yeah, this is true. These it. are facts. These are facts. Facts. Especially since I'm gonna be last night's game. He's back. 
These are facts. Like you can't you can't argue those numbers. But um, I, I thought it was an amazing story, but I think it did too much though the way the Lakers tried to set it up with the hidden camera and all that. Like it was ODing with that. But um, you know it is something to be said for following your dreams. And, and my man was making nineteen thousand dollars for like the last ten years. Yeah, I mean they they interviewed his wife and everything. <laughs> Damn. He going for his family <laughs> that night. She is starting. He is starting. Everybody's. I mean. I can't eat off no hundred grand. You know what I mean? I got cabbage to need filling. Like, what you doing with nineteen grand, B? All right, somebody, somebody, get their scrizz neen team on. Um, while we talk about this uh, Pat Riley situation, um, there's a book coming out, <laughs> and, and the book is written by Ian Thompson. It's called "The Soul of Basketball: Epic Showdown Between LeBron, Kobe, Doc, and Dirk." that saved the NBA. Um, in his book, he claims that Riley opens up about how he felt in the days after LeBron James decided to head back to Ohio. And it's well documented that LeBron and Pat Riley didn't speak much after he decided to, you know, take his talents back to Ohio. Now, first, I was thinking... When I read the story, I had totally skipped over the fact that this isn't Pat Riley's uh, book. I basically scrapped the notion of, okay, Pat Riley got to say some things to, to sell books. But when you sell books, you can say things positive or negative. But the timing of this to me shows Pat Riley knows exactly what he's doing because LeBron James is, again, about to be a free agent. He's most likely about to make another run at LeBron James. So it's time for some published information of him saying some positive things about LeBron saying, yeah, the decision he made to go back home, that was ultimately the right decision. LeBron did what he had to do and he's great and this and that. So do y'all, do you guys think that, do you think Pat Riley, this is just great timing by him because you know, LeBron's is about to be a bidding war for LeBron. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think Pat Riley is putting his feelings to the side because I don't think he particularly liked what LeBron did no, to to this day, but he knows he needs a LeBron to come back around, so he wants to throw his hat in the ring. Absolutely, he's playing the game. Salute to the Zen master. See, I mean, but well, if you look at all of these quote unquote breakups, like when he left Cleveland, the way he left them, the way he left Miami after they got old, when they were supposed to win, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine. You know what I'm saying? This is one of those reasons why, like. Even though LeBron is the best player in the game, greatest player in the game right now, this is why the the LeBron to Philadelphia rumors and people actually begging and clamoring for it, it gets on my last nerves. Because, again, I know I've said it before, I did not sit through four years of the process to bring LeBron in, him wield his power over the roster, get rid of probably a few guys that you don't necessarily want to get rid of, Watch the team get, you know, old and overpaid and watch the salary cap go to hell, giving us an opportunity to get one, no guarantee. And then he leaves. It's like a swarm of locusts hit your city and we're right back at square one. Maybe you'll still have your two studs, but as good as they are, Joel and Ben, you know, they what they've done this year, they didn't do by themselves. Like they have a, a supporting cast that surprised a lot of people. And I think that kind of thing would be ruined and they'd be trying to start over again if um if that move was made. But it's not about that. It was about Pat Riley. But let's go to the phone lines, man. We got 
the homie Nye called in early today. What's up, Nye? What's going on? Oh, ain't nothing, man. Sitting there listening to y'all. <laughs> y'all hitting on good points. Yeah, the LeBron and Philly thing sounds weird anyway because Simmons needs the ball in his hands to be what it. you want him to be anyway. So like I, he, I right now he's yeah, a poor I, man. Not even poor, but he's a, he's a middle-class LeBron. So it's like, why do you want the same player? What's interesting (laughs) to me is I can't think of any other time in history where the best player in the league, there's even a a possibility of him coming to your team, and you're like, no, I don't want him. Like, (laughs) it's just weird. No, it's the minority. Everybody else is really begging for the dude right now. I'm in the minority. That's that's the other point I was going to hit on. But when you can get LeBron, you get LeBron. But, yeah, it would kind of slow up the development of Simmons and kind of change what he does, so you lose a little bit in that sense, but hey man, yeah, y'all would be having parades up there. I think it's a guarantee though. We, we're we're going to get the I will, year I will 16 defend, and up LeBron I will, for like two or three years. Yeah. I don't think it's a guarantee. I mean, year 15 I will, is I will after, step in. Or who knows that he won't just I'll step in and say, and say this. Not not. I, I agree, and this this is not my LeBron bias, the bias against LeBron. But if you get him at this stage of his career, he's still – until he retires, he's probably going to be good enough to walk through the East. But getting LeBron in Philadelphia with what, with what supporting cast makes him better than Golden State, the Houston Rockets, maybe, maybe even – Thunder, Wolves. I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't see. No, I you put LeBron. You put LeBron. I'm about to say you put LeBron on the team right now. They're better than everybody you think. Like Golden State. Like, like they better than most of them teams you name right now. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I think but, but Jimmy, that would that's be not, That's not going to be. That's chemistry not going to be the team. team. Yeah, even he had a hard time getting chemistry. It's not going to be the team that takes the floor. You're going to have to get rid of a lot of those pieces in order to appease. Not, not, not as so much, not as much as you're making it sound like. Not as much as you're making yeah, it sound but, like. But here's my point. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying they should with LeBron. But here's my point. My point is, the thing about, like, to me, about sports in general, whether it's NFL, the NBA, it takes so much to win a championship that if sometimes yep. if I'm looking at a team. And I have an opportunity to win now. I would rather win now, like to sacrifice, you know, the, the chance of winning multiple championships later, because that's like a pie in the sky. If you can, like, like right. I said, if you can get a LeBron, you get a LeBron. You try to go for it right now. And I don't think you would have to get rid of that many players that you're making it sound like. This is what the third seed right now. Yeah, but the the biggest mm-hmm. the, the biggest problem is the Simmons Lebron dynamic because you need the ball. That and is the biggest problem. Comes in and, uh, when L L B J Incorporated walks in and looks at Robert Covington's contract and says, "Dude, three and D stretch, three four defend three position. You getting paid what? Like yeah, that that ain't gonna stand. That boy need to be paid. If they got well, that, well, that's cool. to pay, I wouldn't mind that, but I think <laughs> I think somebody he would set his sights on because it wouldn't work with both of them being there. Like I think Dario Saric will be gone, and I'd, I'd I'd rather have Dario Saric, you know, way before Robert Covington. Personally, uh, I, I think you're about to say Dario to LeBron. No, I was saying to Robert Robert <laughs> Covington. But no, I would like the long run. Like I'm I'm looking at that, Jim. I'm just saying because I suffered through the process <laughs> with, the process, and you know I did. 
I suffered through no, it. No, I mean, listen, I, I had, I had, long I had term I let go. stability. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, it's, it's not fun. Like, even if they, you know, you, you sneak LeBron in and get to a championship, if they win one, you know, and then we trash again for another 10 years, like, I don't know, man. Well worth it. I don't know, dog. Yeah, Listen, but, I mean, we, we have this well worth it. Worth the idea of a healthy Embiid. If Embiid is healthy, they get the chip. You put Braun there. And then as well, I think, I think, about Embiid I think if Embiid think is healthy, is, I think these dudes are going to get a chip anyway. I think they're going to get a chip thing, anyway. Right? So I'm like, if, if, you bring, if you could bring, why not be for a long time? If you I'm, could bring I'm getting greedy in. like these other cities, man. Yeah, you, definitely, you definitely get you, – you're getting greedy without even having one yet. Here's I'm my thing. If, That's star people doing. Time get to get one chip, man. I'm starving. If you can bring LeBron yeah, in and get one chip. Greed is good. And, and greed is right. Greed works. Anyway, listen, if you can bring LeBron <laughs> in and get one chip, and then you got to you gotta be poo-poo again for the next five years. I, I mean, listen, the way I look at it, it's worth it, dog. Like, I mean, what's the last chip? 80? Yeah, eighty three, and then and then I was laughing like, for it though. If this, was a, if this was the eagle situation, to the point to where you start projecting stuff too much. Uh, think of that OKC core group. There's no way in hell we ever thought the three would not only not be playing together, but they would never actually see the finals again after that first time with OKC. Russ, Durant, yeah. and, and Harden. Like, think of what we were projecting, looking at them at you know as young as they were. So I, man, if you could do it, I don't I know, do man. It. I, it, but, I guess a I'm, part of it is me. I just don't. I don't want to sell out to this new trend of the best players in the league ride, walking around riding everybody else's waves. Listen, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, but, I don't want to sell but, out to that. Boy, I'm not with your, that. Your boy, so, your boy yeah. process gave y'all so many assets that I feel like y'all could go through the LeBron period and still set yourself up to be able to sustain it afterwards. Dude, everybody wants. I, I don't. I don't so think so if, because I'm pretty if sure if LeBron came and who can play like. If, LeBron, those assets are getting traded for vet, for old ass veterans. Who LeBron is going to in two years? Like, yo, these dudes old. I'm out. <laughs> yo, first, I'm, I'm, part, I'm part. I'm part of. Uh, I'm part of the uh, hashtag bird in the hand game. You got a bird in the hand. You got to keep that. And also, I mean, you talk about these new dudes. Stop riding waves and be the greatest. Yeah, you, know, you you talk about these yeah, new dudes. You act like uh, Joel Joel and Ben ain't gonna come up um, and, and and need to be. They might start getting part of that uh, new team. They go and go somewhere else. I, I ain't say they ain't. That's true. I mean, too. Ben. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, like, I don't know Joel, what they Joel, Joel, Yo, they not they not immune. Yo, they not immune to this. Mitch gonna end up in Orlando somewhere. What? Mm-hmm. On the same hey, team. <laughs> Right, and the point y'all hit on earlier, y'all was talking about, was it the fact that we kind of turned away from the NFL? Like, why are we so into the NBA? I think it's another fact that we ain't thinking about. It's the 24-7 nature of it. It used to be super fans who did that. Now, like, look, man, a boring game in Utah on a Wednesday night, if somebody gets dunked on, you know what I mean? Just the the, the ratings and the change of, of the easy shareable moments, and then just the fact we need to talk about everyday betting. The fact that people are checking injury reports before tip-off like it's their life because they're trying to get that money. <laughs> like, the, the, the NBA this year, man, this is a totally different thing than what we're used to as far as engagement into it. Uh, and yeah. this is the other old man shaking his fist thing I want to throw out there. Man, we keep talking about, hey, you've never seen guys this tall being able to do this and do that. But I don't know if this is such a good idea. I think this is like the Penny Hardaway thing where you're trying to make it happen 
and we're forcing a lot of tall guys to do a whole lot of running around, scrambling, closing out, and we might be breaking up bodies. So what we saw with uh, happened to Porzingis, I worry about Anthony Davis. We saw DeMarcus Cousins. Like, are seven-footers really meant to always be uh, closing yo, out and he, going over the top on pick and roll? Yo, here's the year. Oh, like, bro, we, we no, no, that's a great point. And ligaments and everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. And uh, it's sort of like we treat them like um, they're just they're just chattel because it's like, all right, well, he's out of the way. We got some more to bring in the league. There's a constant flow of young guys coming in, which is not the right way to be because you're right. We, I don't know if they are meant to burn that way, man. Because my thing is, if you walk through, like, there's a lot of people who may have played in the league, may not have played in the league, who are like six, six, six foot long. I've never seen someone like, you know, 40 to 50s or 6'6 six, six who don't look like they're in pain all the time any damn way. I think people aren't meant to be that damn tall. Because <laughs> like, like, I'm dead serious. Just think about regular life. Most people you know who are 6'6 six, six and above, like, have knee problems and all kinds of stuff, who may have not even have played in the league or played professional sports. So you may be right about that. Um, but still, I guess the point we were trying to make is it's just crazy to see. Um, the evolution of the athlete, like you know, it's, if you six seven in the buck in the past, it's like yo, get your ass in the post and play with your back to the basket. I mean, these dudes are running up and down the court, flying and doing all kinds of craziness. It's like watching the globe trotters every night on every team. And it's not that we didn't have guys in the past who were like that, but it was like they're on every team now. These freaks are on almost every team. You know what the right, greatest but, uh, point you've yeah, learned? It used to be, it used to be an anomaly. Talking about, it used to be an anomaly. You're talking about how quick the shareable moments are? That's that's yeah. 100% true because your man Jimmy right here, anybody get dunked on in the city, he's sending us a, 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 what is it, a gif or a gif. He's sending a us a gif. Man, I call it gif, 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 gif. He's sending us a gif in less than a minute. Any city, yeah. anybody yeah. get dunked on. Got like, yo, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be on, listen because I I, I watch the, I watch the league pass, but I, but not just right as I'm watching the games. I'm on Twitter too because, like he said, I'm engaged. And the NBA does a good job with the engagement as well too because a lot of that stuff I get directly from the NBA. Like the NBA has um kind of um embraced social media in a different way than most other leagues. Like they don't they let right. their players speak and say what they want to say, and they kind of embrace it. So. They're a part of it. A lot of times, a lot of those like the stuff, I, as like the NBA will put a video up and I just make it a gift. Like, so the NBA has embraced what Naj has said in terms of like um, all of us kind of like watching the game together. Yeah, you, you remember a couple of years back where the NFL was pressuring people, hey, uh, this is you know this is our content. You can't use it. And yeah. now the NFL is kind of relaxing on that because they didn't you need see what express was written like, No, right. You want people actually involved in this. So I, I think they yeah. stopped. Uh, you know, bothering people about their little small website that wasn't affecting anybody. Yeah, the NFL, used to, NFL used to literally, the NFL used to literally make you take stuff down. Like I would put up a tweet, like a, a, a highlight of the NFL, and they would like flag me for copyright. And I'm like, yo, but the NBA <laughs> took the opposite approach and they kind of embraced it from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Instead of hating their customers, they rolled with it. Uh, oh, the Mark Jackson thing. Dude, Mark Jackson is really good at developing young players and helping young men. Now, some of his crazy, you know, he's a good, he's a good motivator. He's good motivator. He's good for that. Problem is, that'd be a bad job for him because he'll get fired and it'll be hard. Twice fired black coach, man, you ain't get another gig, bro. So it'd be a bad job to take on just because of the roster. 
But it would gonna be, be like Frank Vogel. He'll probably be on another bench next year. Frank Vogel. <laughs> Shout out to Frank Vogel. What Bogle. is he doing? Oh, my dad, Tony. PJ Carlin. I can't with y'all with that. What has he done, man? It's the greatest Dallas Sterling moment ever, and everybody <laughs> don't done? appreciate it enough. They don't, man. Yeah. <laughs> Donald but Sterling. Yo, appreciate man. y'all listening. <laughs> No doubt, man. Right, the greatest man. race of all time. No doubt, team, no man. doubt, not. Nah. All right, peace on right. Donald Sterling is the greatest racist of all time. Um, Yo, isn't it crazy how some of those um some of those uh those, those white coaches literally get job after job like the PG Carlissimo, the Mike D'Antoni? There's certain things that have been pretty much everywhere across the league, and they're always getting hired. No doubt. Let's um real quick. Uh, I got two stats of the week. Um, before we pick these series real quick, and then we'll go on to some other stuff. Some, some, what y'all were, while y'all were on the run this week, and we'll get right back into the NBA after that to, to talk about our awards. We need to do our awards early, even though, you know, the NBA going to make us wait like two months with that whack uh, award show stuff that they're doing now. But anyway, um, stat of the week, man. One, of course, y'all already know. I told y'all how excited I was, but. You can't deny something like this. The 76ers are entering the playoffs on the longest winning streak of all time for a team going into the playoffs at 16. Um, some might say, like, like, what are your thoughts on this, guys? Some might say they they peaked right at the right time, or people might might say they peaked too early. Like, they won, like, a, a five-game winning streak would have been a little better. But 16, what, what do y'all think? Uh, I think you can't look at it too deeply. I, I mean, I, I know fans reserve the right to do that, but listen, a, a young team like that needs success and as much of it as they can get. So I, I'm cool with the 16. Confidence. So confidence, B? No, I'm asking I mean, you. you I, they, they, they need it no, for the confidence factor? Because now yeah, they think they, they have in. never experienced winning 16. Yeah, they haven't experienced winning on a major level in a in the NBA before, so to have a 16 street win streak under your belt, that's major for your confidence. So I take it. I don't need the peaking and Wait. all that thought. That that's their win streak. Their win streak is higher than their win totals from like a couple of years before last year. I'm about to say there's, there's two franchises that have never won 16 straight. Like, I mean that's a that's a that's a huge accomplishment, and I think that you know they they are peaking at the right time. But it's interesting because. Um, I think, like, for the long-term development of the team, like, Ben, to me, over this last, like, month and a half, it's, like, coming to his own. Specifically, when Joe went down, and it's like, He went back Yo, he, he turned into, man, like, boy, is magic. Like, he's magic. And it's funny, yeah. because I remember, like, two years ago, when the first time I saw him play in the preseason, you know, before he got injured um, as a rookie, although he played in the preseason, so maybe, no, that's another story. But um, <laughs> when, he played, when he played in the preseason, <laughs> when he played for preseason, that's the first thing I said. I said it on the show. I was like, yo, this boy is magic, man. And, you know, Austin, of course, right. Austin got to hate. He can't shoot because Austin never liked the process. But, um, but And back then, like, they weren't even playing him at the point guard like that. He just did a little point forward sometimes. Like, yeah, he's exclusively the point see. guard. Like, people need to stop trying to call him something else. Like, he's the point guard. He even guards Yo, point he's guard. the point guard. But he does literally for, everything. For like, 
like everything. He's all over the except, floor, and it's kind of crazy. Except, to, because the, except thing, few jumpers, because you know they're going to point that out to us, Jim, so you might as well say it. He does everything except Yeah, but here's jumpers. the thing, though. I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. <laughs> my favorite player of all time, everybody knows who my favorite player of all time is, and like that's literally who he, he reminds me of, and I get a joy watching him play because of that. Because what it is is when you – if you love the game of basketball and you can see someone dominate a game without scoring, to me that's art. And that's kind of like what he does. And I, I like the fact that you're seeing people have to appreciate that. Because over the right. last couple of decades, it's like, yo, we want to see people to score 40, score 30. That's who the star is. When the star hasn't always been that way, you've had guys like a Bill Russell or guys like a Larry Bird who doesn't like throw the statutes away by scoring 60 or 70 points or something like that, but dominate basketball games. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. So to watch him over the 16-game winning streak has been interesting Going into the playoffs, I think it's a good thing overall because, um, you know, they've been hammering teams and, and they kind of have their confidence at a place that it needs to be. You don't, you never want to back into the playoffs. That's what you don't no. want to do. I mean, unless you're you like an mean? experienced playoff team, you know. LeBron yeah, I mean, can yeah, back into yeah. the playoffs. And, and but, you know, and usually, but see, usually, usually it's, um, and I think a little different because usually in football, it's like the hottest team is, is the best thing to be because it's one and done. Yeah. But in basketball, because it's a seven-game series, it's a little different, right? So if you look at the Steelers, when the Steelers win their championships, a lot of times they're not the best team in the league that year. They're just the hottest team at the right time. Right. Um, right. But basketball is a little different. Real quick, last um, stat of the week, because Tobias is waiting on the line, and he, he on the uh, me app coming at my neck. So um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my man, my man, and, and to hell with all you haters, my man Russell Westbrook, for the second consecutive season, no man in history has ever done this. And y'all can, you know, at this point, we can diminish the triple Better double. Better than LeBron. Yeah, everybody's getting them. Everybody's getting them. So even if you want to do it, that's fine. But we got to remember, you ask any NBA player from the last 30 years, what record out there do you think will never be broken or what accomplishment will never be done again? And every one of them said, you know, besides the Wilt Hunted. Most of them said, and, and actually a lot of them said this over the Will Hunter. Nobody will ever. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> no. So they said no one would ever average a triple-double again. And here we are all these years later. A six-foot-three guard has done it two consecutive seasons. Now he's the standard bearer for that. No longer Oscar. That's, that's kind of messed up because, you know, records stay around so long. Like people are known for stuff. And now Westbrook. Yeah. And, uh, took some about respect to write off Oscar out of all the history, but you know we don't respect <laughs> our elders. So yeah. Oscar about yeah, just to like, all just the way like out of here. Three point specialists are being written out of the record book. Now he, Yo, you know, took Oscar out. But the, the out thing here, about though. this one is, Jim, because we talked about it, three games left in the season, he needed forty rebounds to do it. He didn't have a lot of rebounds in that first game. He needed sixteen to do it in the final night of the season, and I made it clear on social media that day. Like, I hope he goes out of his way to get these 16 rebounds and his team better see to it that he gets these 16 rebounds. I'm tired of all the, the hating and the stat patter and stat chaser. Whatever you're going to call it. So, here's my point. Here's my point. You have to be First good all, enough to, to put do your, You have to – exactly. You have to be good to do it. You have to put yourself in a position where you can do the stat padding. And also, if you go back throughout history, like, stat padding has always happened. I, I literally, because mm-hmm. I'm a basketball nerd, I sat there and listened to the Will Chamberlain 100-point game. 
I, I sat there and listened to the Wilt Chamberlain hundred point game because there's no yeah he was that bad visual. His team yo, was that bad. They kept giving him the rock. His like, team kept giving him the ball. Like yo, he about to be close to hundred. Give Wilt the rock. Like if you listen to what you can hear him. Like and the announcers are like, get the damn ball to Wilt. Like everybody wants him to like go for it. Because he said, I remember watching David Robinson at the get the um the scoring title. They were stat padding. Um, I just right. I just read Ray Allen's book where he admitted to stat padding in his book and literally said that when he was going for the three point record, he set it up so he stopped taking shots even though he had wide open threes in one game because he wanted to break the record in Boston. Like wow. Like he, he and, but that's my thing. Like if, if I have a teammate who's close to something crazy, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna see to it that he gets that. Like on a nightly. When people were talking about, first of all, they don't understand that Billy Donovan is running their offense that way. Like he wants the ball in the hands of his playmaker that's going to put the most pressure on the defense. So there's a such thing in some basketball systems where you rather have your guards get the rebound, so you uh, so you completely wipe out the outlet pass and the potential for turnover, you know, going down the court. Now, like I heard something this morning that made a lot of sense. Like you don't. You don't chase stuff like triple doubles. Like you get what you get because you're that good. Okay, and if you're a few away, a few assists, a few rebound rebounds away late in the game, okay, then you go yeah. get it. Then you chase it. You don't chase the whole thing. You're just balling. Not and at then all. When you realize, I mean, because they tell you all I the time. <laughs> like they have stats on the bench. They tell you what you do. To, to, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I mean, I do that on 2K. Like, I don't chase triple doubles. If I got a guy that's close to a triple double when I'm on 2K, put him in. Let's get this triple double. Like, yeah, so people, people, just how made, many of us? Shot to my, shot how to my many of us back in the day? How many of us back in the day played ball, and when you were scoring, you didn't have to go look at the, everybody would go visit the book after the joint to see what, see, see what you had. Come on. Uh-huh. A lot of dudes. Dog. I'm counting in my head. I know what I got. Every time. Yo, yo, shot Paula who used to keep our stats on the sidelines. I asked her, like, yo, what's it look like? What it look like? But anyway, yo, shout out. Yo, shout out. Shout out. Shout out to me. Shout out to me and Howard. Shout out to me and Howard Intermurals because I wouldn't play with Dev team because I couldn't gun the way I could with bums. So I go yo, and get thirty with the bums lying. and say, "Yo, yo y'all got wins." But I, Jimmy, <laughs> this boy used to play with dudes that I've never seen in the gym before, and I know he don't even know him. He ain't know who to play with. He just found the team to get yeah. on. His- they look like bums. Let me get on eighteen. So <laughs> who won't let me? Who won't let me shoot? Who won't let me shoot <laughs> as much as yo, I want? Yo, but I got forty though. It ain't even a let me thing. He just finds some dudes that can't play. They don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's a stat patter. You chaser. You're a Russell Westbrook. So shout out to him, man. Let's get um, Tobias on before he uh, hunt me down, try to kill me. <laughs> Tobias, what's going on, bro? Roll damn tie. Roll damn tie. And those guys from Mississippi State who broke into the case, we're going to prosecute them to the sin law. Hey, hey, Alabama will prosecute them like, like like they were black guys holding weed. Just watch. Yeah. Um, Alabama got a history of prosecuting. You ain't lying. Alabama got, a, go hang- Alabama got a history of a lot of stuff. That's how I'm not group for them, but that's either here nor there. Go ahead, my fault. Hey, it don't worry. In the second episode of Alabama Shop Talk is out, too. Hey, LeBron, check out them. Hey, hope you like them apples. But, uh, <laughs> hey. 
Can we be honest about this whole Russell Westbrook triple double folks are hating on it? Still the LeBron stands out there, the big play shades and cowherds. They just mad their boy LeBron didn't do it. Everybody stat pat. And the other teammates are like, hey, go for the points. Hey, get these other rebounds so you get that triple-double. They want their teammates to get those accomplishments because it is so hard to get those accomplishments, and you may not be in a position to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. Everybody does it. That's my point. My point is let's stop, let's stop with the, the nonsense where we act like everybody doesn't do it. Like, everybody goes for records and stat pads. We all do it. Like, not we all do it, but they all do it. I mean, and it's Historically, it's always happened. I remember when Kevin McHale set the all-time. I remember Kevin McHale set the all-time leading record for the Celtics in terms of scoring in one game. And what happened the next game when Bird got out there? His team got in the ball. Like, really? They like, they like, no, McHale, you cool. McHale, you cool. But this is Bird's team. Let's get him to pass you real quick. And Bird mm-hmm. went out and gave the Hawks everything they wanted. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know what? You know what else? Also. And, uh, and the thing is, it was also a meaningless game. It wasn't like the T-Wolves and the Nuggets were winning goals to the playoffs. It was a meaningless game, too. So, hey, whatever happens, happens in that meaningless game. What's going to change their seating? Plus, the Grizzlies ain't tried since November to win a game anyway. It don't get me on my Chicago Bulls who can't even tank, right? But that's another story. Uh, it was meaningless, but, and plus they, plus they won the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, even yeah, last they night, won the game. we know. They, we know they probably, you know, because Markel Fultz, now he has the record for being the youngest person to ever get a triple-double. Like, I'm pretty sure they knew, like, Markel, you need a couple more rebounds. But they were up by, yeah. like, 30, 40 points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, if it was somebody from the Bucks trying to stat pad when they down 40, then that's a whole different thing. At least, at least, well, maybe not if it's somebody from the Bucks bench who, does, who doesn't get in the games. Then that's a whole different thing. But if it was like Giannis or, or, or Parker or somebody out there trying to make sure you don't get think a triple they, double, that's a little bit different. I don't think they said the ball to Willie Burton when he was going for fifty. When Willie Burton was going fifty, they didn't feed him the ball. No. Hey, how about when they, I got how about, one. How about how about when Jana Barrow was going for fifty? <laughs> I got they one for y'all. I got catch. one for y'all. They're not good enough to do it. I, so. For the Russ haters, yeah. right? LeBron was LeBron lost the finals last year for one. But what did we always hear? Hey, he got a triple double. He had yeah, a triple double. Yeah, but they that's, lost. Tobias, every single sports argument changes depending on your personal feelings for what you're arguing for or arguing against. We've been preaching that absolutely for the past I'm, I'm a, decade. I'm gonna give you an <laughs> the example. Same thing somehow, somehow. For the other people. If you don't like that. Yo, because think about it this way, Tobias. Somehow you turned us big enough Russell Westbrook into LeBron claimer. I don't know what LeBron is. Doing. No, 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 no. I actually go with this one. I've always been a big Bulls fan, but I didn't really care about Jordan getting 63 because they lost. <laughs> you know, they lost. You know, yeah, but here's the thing but about that. So, here's the thing so, about so, that. It, 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 you're right. It did lose, but a lot of times people don't know that because all you hear about that a game is the 63. You don't hear about the fact they lost. You yeah, hear about 63. Mike. Yeah. You know. Do you know what, Jim? A lot of facts get taken out of that game. A lot of facts get taken out of that game. The fact they that lost they lost. Yeah, like, the fact that the game went like, to overtime. The fact that mm-hmm. was it Ain? Did Ains have like 32 or something crazy like that? Or did Bird have 32? Somebody had 32. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody from the other side had a Bird. decent game. Bird. Bird. It's like, yo, it's like it's like um in Philly here, right? Like you know the the, the legend of Hank Gatters, right? And you hear people talk about Hank and the, the game he had against Shaq, and they always talk about Hank. Hank dominated Shaq, which he did, but people don't mention the fact that Shaq had a triple double that game, like so. <laughs> it, 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 it's one of it's one of those up, things where Hank, my man. you know, it's, like, <laughs> but it's one of those things. Right. It's, it's who you like. It's, it's like wrestling, man. It's who you like. You know what I mean? Because people love LeBron, and he's a he's he's that guy right now. So he's going to have people like that. But what I find funny is people act like there's there there isn't always that LeBron type figure. Like Kobe was that figure before LeBron. You had people who loved him to the point where it was disgusting, and people who hated him to the point it was disgusting. Before Kobe, it was Mike. You know. So who's the next guy? Kobe, 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 Kobe ain't had the type of love that LeBron gets though. Oh my wow. God! Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he there did. There was a stand. There was a stand yeah. out there. Bird had thirty-six. Hey, Austin. Yes, he Bird did. had thirty-six in that game. Mikael had twenty-seven. Danny Ainge had twenty-four. Dennis Johnson fifteen. Robert Parrish thirteen. Damn, they started lineup was crazy. <laughs> you know what? That actually was crazy. I, I know you have to play off, so I touched on this Kaepernick story I read and I got out of my training class. Uh, you know the playoffs. I think what happens is it shows how valuable Steph Curry is because <laughs> this team, all I hear from these pundits, where they got four Hall of Fame, well, they actually got two, and they got two other guys who get in because the NBA is like Oprah. You get in the Hall of Fame. You get in the Hall of Fame. That's what it is. Well, let's just be honest about that one. It just shows how I mean, sometimes one guy could really change the team in their whole fortunes, talented or not. And, uh, but – well, I'm right because because it's, it's sort of, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, like, Jim. I'm sorry. Sort of, no, I'm saying it's sort of like boxing. It's all about styles and yeah. styles makes fights. So the thing about the thing about his skill set, and he's a great player, but it's not just his greatness; is his skill set and how it fits in with the system that they run. Everything is predicated off like him being the player that he is. So you remove him from that, although you still have players that are like you know good players. The system's the system's gone. You know what I mean? So, yep. so that makes it makes sense to me because they have looked terrible over the last several games. Like they look, I mean, crazy. It lost, it's got lost by forty. It just got <laughs> smacked by forty. And you know, buff. even before that, and, and it's sort of like you know, part of me wants to feel like they're just sleepwalking anyway because you know they don't care about the regular season. But who knows? Because again, his skill set is what their entire offense is predicated around. So you remove him, and that I mean, you could do that with a lot of players across the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you remove Ben Simmons from the Sixers, it's a different team. Yeah, and, and can I, I'll touch this Kaepernick thing real quick. I read his story, and, like, everybody talked, well, see, he doesn't. He said not to be about standing. And my thing was the man said it's the first year he took the knee, the knee, year to the knee. He was going to stand. But what does that have to do with being brought in for a workout? So right there, the Seahawks just showed it was nothing about football. So they just did it right there. Yeah. Now the yeah. team has I'm a right still, still to say they want to stay, but it's not about football. Say this every time. I'm still shocked that people are still like coming to this conclusion. Like y'all didn't know that. Like yeah. year and a no, half. Ago. I think everybody know. I, I think everybody knows <laughs> it, but the fact is, there's still a contingency of people who will never admit that it's a, that it's not about football. So, yeah, like, how much more proof do you need? So, anytime we get more proof, it's like, look at this, look at this. Because there's those out, but the people that you're trying to prove this to, they're white, never going to admit it anyway. White, they, they know white what it is. Shocks people still. 
Because here's the thing. Look, look at Eric. Look at Eric Reed. Hey, look at Eric Reed. He was a former Pro Bowl safety for the 49ers. Now they call him Mars. And this guy was a multiple-time Pro Bowler. No, 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 no. No, not former. Not former. He's a current, like, as as uh, this, He made it this year, right? He's a current yeah. Pro Bowl safety. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah, I don't keep on the roster. Yeah, and they changed the position. But maybe sometimes teams do that and try things out. They was out of it. But the thing was, this man's still in the prime of his career. Right there is showing us about it's not about football. And the thing is, here's the part that kills me uh, about this whole thing. I Like the owners, they have a right to ask that stuff what they want to do. The part that kills me is all I hear about is white people being mad. I got two things on this. I know you guys got to go. Uh, the NFL seems like they don't care about the black customer base and what the black people want because people like black people like Jimmy – they didn't watch this season. They don't care about the black dollar, obviously. But also, I would love to hear from these people, black people say it's another way, to tell me what it is to not make white people way of doing things, especially when you got black people, unarmed black people still getting killed by police on camera, and they not, these people are not even going to jail at all. But the black guy who killed a white woman in Minnesota, he got charged with murder. But the uh, Hispanic cop who shot in the car killed Flano Castillo in front of a four-year-old girl couldn't even get a damn child endangerment charge. Oh, but we're supposed to be saying, hey, everything is all good. They don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We hear you, man. We know. <laughs> it's crazy out there. But it's the bias, man, as usual. Thanks for your call, man. We appreciate it, and we holler at you next week, all right? Roll down the tie, fellas. Hey, Jimmy, segregation now, segregation forever. Roll tie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick, man. Uh, I'm going to run off the list uh, of the playoff matchups. Just let me know who y'all think is going to win and then how many games. So we'll start out west with the number one seed, Houston Rockets, versus the eight seed, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, I got Clint Capella. One of the top centers in the league. <laughs> the league is trash. Yeah, I'm going with Clint Capella, too. Uh, how many games? Watch out. Um, one. Totally disrespect. Yeah, I, I don't want to totally disrespect the Timberwolves, so I'm thinking five or six, but I'm going to go with Rockets in five. Timberwolves are talented, and having Jimmy back is a big deal, but I don't know if they're ready. I mean, they had to eke into the playoffs. Rockets, um, Rockets in six. The four-seed Thunder versus the five-seed, this very surprising uh, Utah Jazz. Yeah, I got in that one. Yo, I don't even know how Thunder Utah, like, five. yo, why is Utah <laughs> in the playoffs? Like, what's wrong with them? Um, I'm going to go with the Thunder just because, you know, they have they the, got the defensive player of the year anchoring it. <laughs> <laughs> they, got Rick, so go they got Rick Rubio running it. They got your I'm man go with Ingles the shooting it. And they got your man Donovan doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. <laughs> Yo, right, young Donovan six. Bryant. Wait, did you yeah, say I'm going with the, uh, No, no, no. I'm going to Thunder. I don't like his first name. Yo, um, I, yo I, I thought about that. I was like, yo, this boy's name is Donovan, yo. But but the boy got majors. Like, he think he Kobe. Major game. His shot selection screams Kobe and Russ. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, Thunder and Six as well. What about you, B? 
Hurry up, man. We gotta go. What? Uh, what's that? What's that matchup? Give me that matchup again. Thunder and Jazz. Four five matchup. Thunder. Thunder in five. <laughs> Thunder in five. Damn. So they they finally gonna wake up, I guess. Uh, three seed Trailblazers versus the six seed Pelican Pelicans. This for me is actually the hardest one to pick. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm a damn. Nah, I was about to go. I was about to go Pelicans. I'm gonna go Blazers in seven. I got I got Dame showing off in Game Seven to to edge out the um the Pelicans. I think I'm a I think I'm gonna regret that pick. Who y'all got? I'm taking Dame and McCullough. I'm taking I'm taking that that Blazers backcourt and I'm taking them in six as well. No disrespect. Uh, and and Austin said Blazers in six as well. Um, number two seed Warriors against the number seven seed Spurs. Without Kawhi, unless Warriors he gonna make in a, two. Unless he, <laughs> unless he, unless Warriors Kawhi in gonna two. get his uh, Willis Reed on. Yeah, <laughs> Warriors two. in two games. Warriors um, in five. Always gotta put some respect on the Spurs name. Ah. I think these dudes gonna wake up as well. Not the Spurs, the the Warriors. I I would say the Warriors in five as well. Um, over to Yo, the y'all East, play, y'all the, black people. Y'all play y'all play spades. If y'all play spades, the Warriors about to run a Boston on San Antonio. <laughs> we got the one seed Raptors in the East versus the eight seed Washingtonian Wizards. And uh, I Raptors. got the Raptors in. This is that team. They could turn it on and give you the series of your life. I'm going to go Raptors in seven. They're going to the brink with this. This could easily be yeah, an I'm taking, I'm, upset. I'm taking the Raptors in four. Damn! I'm taking, Raptors the, Ra- I'm taking the Raptors in five because them dudes in D.C. are underachievers, and they gave Otto Porter $90 million. They're going to pay for that <laughs> in this series. All right, you- you got the four or five matchup with the Cavaliers hosted the Pacers. The Pacers won the season series three to one. That mean anything? Yep. Yo. I got Brianna and six. Oh, the Depot yeah, girl is nice. My fault. My fault. Um, I'm taking the Cavs. That's why I got. That's why I said I got her in six. Yeah, but I still <laughs> gotta take the Cavs in six. Um, yeah, Cavs will pull this series out. They'll they'll win the first couple of games and they'll lose a couple and look like they're going. But the Cavs are six. I got the Cavs in six as well. I wanted to say five, but these aren't the same Pacers. You know, that was a different Pacer team that looked talented enough to get these dudes a game and just went out there and laid an egg. And, and Paul George is my man, but that was those Paul George led teams. I think Oladipo might be a little hungry dude right now. You know, Miles Turner got my man Thad Young. Uh, Cavs and six. You uh, see where all the people go home to? 3-6 <laughs> matchup. We got the 76ers versus the Miami Heat. The more I think about this matchup, the more I'm a little nervous. They, they get the Sixers in trouble during the regular season. They split the season series. But the way that they're playing right now, I'll go Sixers and seven. I mean, no, Sixers and six. If it goes seven, they're in trouble, man, because these late game and clutch situations, they still can can dust off an old-ass Dwayne Wade 
at the end of games and, and let him go to work. And he did a couple of times in the regular season against the Sixers. Um, he way be like, look, I ain't doing six. much. Just wake, wake me up in the fourth quarter because I'm going to take you <laughs> Wake me up. Sixers and six. I'm taking the Sixers and six. Sixers and Sixers and Sixers and five. Dwayne Wade to get a heat one one game, and the Sixers will forget that they're they're good, and they'll lose it because they're young. But Miami Miami don't want no smoke, yo. They don't want no smoke. No smoke. No smoke. Process. All right, the two seed Celtics without Kyrie versus the Bucks. After I would have originally. Did you say who? What you say, me? No, I said after process. Go ahead. I bet. <laughs> He, he, no matter the, the confidence he got in the team, Jimmy, he's still going like he's still going. Yeah, he's he going to the process. Uh, like the, pro, the the process ain't the reason they want the yeah. team straight. He going he going down. That's for it. It ain't. <laughs> he going to fight on that line. Um, two seed Celtics versus the seven seed Milwaukee Bucks. I, I originally thought like without Kyrie, like these dudes ain't gonna make it out of the first round. But I did too until the last night. The way the Bucks have played lately, and especially last night, I mean that could have been a wake up call for them. And I'm gonna take it as such. And I'm gonna go. I'm. A, I still think the Celtics are a scrappy bunch. So I got Bucks in seven. Yo, man, Jason Kidd didn't get his license. I'm, I'm gonna take the Celtics just because I think that they're well coached. Um, and I'm gonna I hope the Celtics win. Actually, but because <laughs> no matter you know, even though the Sixers did what they did to the Bucks last night, like you know, still not confident that it's just going to be Bucks that and, easy in a seven game series. Bucks and uh, Bucks and seven. All right, that's what's up. So that's our round playoff picks, and we got to blow quickly through these uh, grind topics and birthdays. So. Uh, you guys, you know the deal. You can check out our website at warroomsports.com. While you're there, make sure you browse around. But if you want to call in and speak to some, speak to us about any of tonight's topics, make sure you dial the Digital Extreme Tech hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. And I see we got a couple more callers on the line. We're going to get to you right after we do these hot topics and birthdays. So hang tight. On that phone line, we're going to get to you in about uh, five to ten minutes. All right. So uh, while y'all on the grind, what's up, Jim? What happened this week? Absolutely. While you on the grind is brought to you by Sportsbook, and I'll just be very brief with this. It's the greatest sports book known to man. You can pick it up at sportsbook.com or go right to our hub at warroomsports.com. It's just that simple. But it's time to talk Do about that. what happened this week. While you on the grind. Um... Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, there's a rumor that they're going to fight um, in, a, in a barefoot boxing match. Um, you know, they're calling it <laughs> MMA, but it is MMA with, like, um, specific rules, Ooh. which breaks down to nothing but a barefoot boxing match. Why would one want a barefoot box? I have no idea. Um, you know, I guess they're just trying to keep robbing us of as much money as possible because there's no one who has – I've seen online or, or said this is a good idea. Although everyone who hates it also admits they're going to watch, so it's kind of weird that way. Um, this, this is the tweet that started it all, Jim. Um, Omar Alarasi, or uh, he tweeted, Floyd Mayweather will fight Conor McGregor in the octagon with four ounce gloves, 
no shoes, five-minute rounds, and 155-pound division. No kicks, no takedowns, no elbows, no knees. Certain things would be allowed, like the clinch. What is the point of this? Shout out to our partner, our War Room Sports partner, PJ, who said this is essentially a barefoot slap box. Robbery. <laughs> what is, like, why? Let's see, Jim, me, tell me. You know, give they taking that's their shoes off for if you can't kick. Yo, you can't kick. Why are you yeah. taking your shoes off? Yo, <laughs> in, in what a time. It, yo, salute to Jimmy. Hashtag what a time to be alive. Robbery is legal. <laughs> Or you can just get in the the octagon with no shoes on but can't kick nobody. (laughs) Y'all just want to air their feet out boxes. I'm not like y'all nobody want to see your toes if y'all not kicking each other. Like nobody wants to see that. Yo, that's the crazy part. That like I said, no one, no one thinks it's a good idea, but everybody wants to watch because nobody, because we can't turn away from that. It's like watching a car accident. Like we just gonna have to look, even though we don't want to. You don't want to. I ain't paying for this. I one, hate man. them for this. I ain't paying the five. Yo, I, I, hate I, them I, for I went with the okey doke after all the stuff I did last time. I went with the okey doke and paid for that trash. I ain't paying for this, man. I ain't paying five. Yo, can't anyway, man. Uh, just to, just to jump on to the next story, man. We talked about. Um, the NBA. Oh, wait, real quick, Jeff. I heard uh-huh. the dude, like Dana White said, none of it is close to true. Dumbest ish I've ever heard. And the, and the dude is kind I of agree. backing down off of his tweet a little bit. So it might not be true. Hopefully it's not. But go ahead. Yeah, but peace this though, right? So we talked about record attendance at the NBA games. We have record attendance in uh, the Major League Baseball, although it's not on the good side. Um, the White Sox game the other day literally had 974 fans showing up. Yo, that's less than a stack. And yeah. you guys know how big baseball stadiums are. And the pitchers were so egregious, yo. It was like they're playing in front of an empty stadium, essentially. Yo, it is. Like, you can sit anywhere you want to sit. Like, if you sit on the top, you know, top deck of this game, like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? They said pay to I don't went, went and sat on the field. <laughs> they said paid to 10,377 people, but the actual people who – Came through the you know the turnstiles, nine hundred seventy four. That's crazy. And that's egregious because they want people there to pretty much buy beer and in, 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 uh, concession. I know people got sent home early who work concessions. Like we don't need you here tonight. Like why are you here? See, Jim, this is a team that won a championship like last day, whenever the last time they yeah. won. Yeah. And be the Sixers after we sell out for LeBron. We might not even win one. Ha! Yo. <laughs> Last story we gotta talk about, man. We, we gotta talk about the cornball brother, man, Tristan Thompson, man. Um, well, first off, congratulations to his uh, his um, his baby mama got married now, but she just yeah, she just had a baby today. They had a, a baby girl that seems to be healthy, so congratulations to them. But a couple of days ago, um, a story broke about um, him being caught on camera cheating on his pregnant wife because she was pregnant at the time. Um, and not just cheating, he was. Drawing, what was it called? <laughs> tongue was kissing two junk. He was single. If he was single, he was tongue kissing two. He was tongue kissing two IG models. You know what I'm saying? He was rubbing, his, rubbing his uh. Yo, what is wrong with this dude? Um, yeah. he got caught like you know yo, but, another footage going going into a hotel with the uh, chick. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where at. There's rumors but, that he had somebody else pregnant right now. So they call him dude. They call him uh, trimester, third trimester Tristan, because 
You know, Chloe can be as mad <laughs> as she wants, but Karma is a baby back biatch because this is the same way she got him. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. while his first baby mom was pregnant in her third trimester, that's when Tristan and Chloe started getting together. So, you know, uh, it's Mason basically Beth said, if she got with you, you and she already had a man, why would she cheat? Mason <laughs> Beth told y'all about this. I'm sorry. When I'm in the club, right. and I'm in the thing, and I'm in the I don't know what he said. But anyway, um, <laughs> bottom line, yo, <laughs> yo, Tristan, Tristan, I can Tristan add no like, value to this. Yo, Tristan is tripping for the simple fact that, dog. I mean, I mean, let me be careful with what I say here. On camera, yeah, clean, clean it up, clean it up. I'm, I'm I mean, and these are the days there's a camera everywhere. So if you're indoors at a club or hookah lounge, wherever you are, come on, dog. And here's the thing. You're a professional athlete, right? And I'm not saying that it's right, but I know that like with certain professional athletes, like their chicks don't care, just don't embarrass me. You yeah. embarrassed her, cause yeah. shit. I mean, not not even professional athletes. Some chicks in general, like she's a Kardashian. Her last name is embarrassing. <laughs> no, nah, well, she got more money than him, but this is another case. She's cool because she now she's not going to have to spend it because she's going to get due for child support for the next eighteen years. Some some. Somewhere, somewhere, Lamar Odom Kardashians is again. with an eight ball in front of him. Lamar Odom <laughs> is somewhere with an eight ball sitting right in front of him, laughing, laughing his ass off. OJ so, gonna have words with Tristan or not over his daughter? <laughs> Yo, y'all sloppy with that one. Y'all sloppy with that one. <laughs> Yo, man, Lamar Odom Even is gonna have a man to man with him. South Bronx laughing at this joint. But um, I mean, Jenner going going. Have a, I blame, uh, I kind of blame LeBron for this. LeBron should have put all that money in his pocket because now he has out of control. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Austin, you got to see the footage. My man is not just he, he's out here. He, he out here tongue kissing randoms. <laughs> My man is out here. Yo, how you I don't tongue know. I don't know if y'all. Or? I don't know if y'all know this, but there's certain people that I refuse to support. That family being one of them. Loving him. I can't support Tristan Thompson from an NBA perspective. Kevin Ollie, them type dudes, I can't support, man. I can't. Yo, what do Kevin yeah. Ollie got to do with this? <laughs> Where's the, how does Kevin Ollie fit in this? He can coach the game. Yo, man. Wait, good. Yo. All right, what else happened? I should have got paid that salary that he got. Yo, yeah, that's all I want to know, man. Listen, man. Last story I want to talk about is uh, Meek Mill, who's rumored to be uh, coming home next week. Who knows what's going to happen, but um, his guest list has been full. He's been visited by the Sixers team. He's been visited by the Flyers already must be shook up by the rumor, Jim. You saw that he got there. (laughs) Yeah. And last week he got, I mean, well, this past week he got visited in jail by Robert. um, What the hell are they talking about? Why? Why? What was that conversation? Jim, I've seen a lot of black people giving Robert Kraft some respect for doing this. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah like, come on. I, I, the total I guess I'm just, I'm just bred to, to just be suspicious of ulterior motives. You know, what are you trying to do That's for your reputation movie. by doing this? You know, what I'm saying, are you trying to, are you trying to lessen your your MAGA reputation that everybody was dogging you for? Just six months ago, now those same people giving you props because you 
to visit Meek Mill in jail? This this, this is the Secondly, B, this is the equivalent of buying of buying Jordan. You're not on his guest list. This is the equivalent <laughs> this is the equivalent of buying Jordans for black players staying out of staying out of bad behavior. <laughs> Shout out to the New York Giants. A lot of so, good that yeah. they Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, obviously things are getting done now because there's rumors that he's going to be released. So, I mean, not I'm not saying just Robert Kraft did that because I believe the mayor of Philadelphia might have gone to visit. Yo, the too. Like, there's a lot of people. Um, that's going to so my visit man had the whole, my, my, my man had Ben Simmons and, uh, and Markel Fultz pulled up on him with the Sixers on him. Now, um, this is my thing, Jeff. So, if this happens and he really does get out, we know that, you know, the sentence seems way unfair in the first place. But if he gets out and does something else to go back in, like, we, do you think in the long run all of these people that's banging for him will look a little silly or feel a little played do, or, but, or whatever? And I mean, because here's the thing. At this point, he's had so much support. I mean, complete rallies where Dr. J shows up, for Christ's sake. Like, he's had, yeah, they he's played had rallies. His, he had, they played his song, like, 64 times at the Eagles. It was like the their Eagles, rally call. I mean, the, the came Sixers out to play it at every home game. Sixers play at every home game. It's like he's gotten so much support. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, and I think that he should use his platform for good. That's kind of the argument I was having earlier in the, in the chat. Like I don't, I'm not hating you on know. him, nor do I think he should be there. But my thing is, you, now, now because no, you don't, no, no, Jim, no, Jim, you don't you even got to qualify that. You don't even got to qualify that. Where where you're going is exactly where you should go as a mature black man, educated of a certain age. Like salute to me, me. It's not even about him per se. It's what this symbolizes. Like there's so much wrong with this. And it's really all about the decision and choices he makes from now on to utilize that platform because he should be standing up in front of the world pointing at the fact that there's millions of young black men like myself that get exactly mistreated by the justice system and, and sentenced and Robert and Kraft don't come crazy in. sentences for, for <laughs> that, nothing. And, that's all I'm and saying. Robert Kraft isn't, sure fighting, he's, he's isn't sitting, fighting for he's them. sitting with people. So, He's sitting no, people no, with, with people all, right now. Getting... All these all these white people got to do is go grab a photo op, basically. They're grabbing a photo op to say, look, look, I went and visited one of you famous monkeys in jail, and then the black people are fooled. <laughs> like, how idiotic are you as a black person if you support, oh, man, he got Robert Kraft. Man, Robert Kraft is all right. Yo, Robert Kraft would own a plantation and just treat his slaves a little bit better than – Say Donald Trump would. That's all that is, and black Listen, people man. are fooled by it. Like, yo, man, yo, don't get me started. It's not even about being. You already said it, it makes our, it clear that people, we have to do something with criminal justice reform. Right, I agree. With we'll that, most of our people, most we'll of our people, man, really believe that ice is colder and that they're, you know, <laughs> their rights is white. Hey, listen, man. We 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 struggle with that, man. We need like um, Jim, support Jim, from the Jim. Jim, in the words in the words of Faison, in the words of the wise Faison, love. Yo, most black people love NASA, man. To this day, in they 2018, do. man, they love NASA. They love NASA. Like, you're not you're not legit. I, I I had this conversation with someone the other day. We were having a conversation about HBCU, and to hear and this is someone who's an educated uh, um. 
person of color. Let's put it that way. But uh, everybody who gets skin folk hates your kinfolk. Um, and some of the comments they were making about HBCUs, I was sitting there like, are you serious? Like, because, you know, it's one of those things where it has to, it has to be validated by them before we think anything is good. But this is a whole deep conversation that we don't really want to get into because but the bottom line is um, I have no idea what yeah, this conversation was like. Um, you know, but <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, in terms of relating it to sports, there's a lot of uh, Philadelphia fans who believe that Meek Mill sacrificed his freedom so the Eagles could win the Super Bowl and so the Sixers could turn their uh, franchise around. Wouldn't it be like, crazy if he came out and the Sixers lost in the first round? Somebody had probably played yeah. drugs on him. <laughs> Yeah, and what if, what if it's not even close? What if he come out and then, like, six and get swept? <laughs> like, Yo, and then, well, and I guess then, that then the start off like zero oh, and six. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, somebody, you, you one of these, one of these crazy Philly fans that go plant something on, they put a case, they put a case on his ass, like Alonzo said. <laughs> put a case on every last one of you. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So, give the birthday shout out so we can move on, man. Yeah, birthday shout out. And these are real quick. The birthdays are brought to you by whoever created you. Um, so shout out to them. Ted Ginn it's Jr. Turns 33 years old. Ted Ginn is a uh, he's a he's a vet. He's a grizzled vet in the NFL now. Is that gonna make his game any better or his hands? I don't know. But shout out to him on his 33rd. Brad Miller. Oh. He was a pretty decent center in his day. But what I remember Brad Miller for the most. Is Shaq getting punched in the back of his ear by Shaq because all Shaq Shaq missed his head and kind of nipped the back of his ear and almost knocked it off. Brad Miller probably was real lucky that Shaq can't fight because even if he can't fight, he's still seven foot one, three hundred and fifty pounds, and if he punched you in your face, it's gonna hurt really, really bad. So shout out to Brad Miller. You ain't gotta be able to fight. You ain't gotta be able to fight when you're that big. (laughs) And uh, last but not least, rest in peace, shout out to Ralph Wiley, um, the God. former journalist who uh, was born April 12th, 1952, and passed away, left us too early, June 13th, 2004. We'd like to give a war room salute to all of these folks on their birthdays. Birthday. Yay! All right, and before we get into some more NBA talk and hit these phone lines again, you guys can check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any NBA topics, namely, we're about to get into this rookie of the year thing, and then we're going to actually give you guys our awards picks for the season. You can call us at the Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Holla. Already. It's time to talk about the National Basketball Association, and this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Listen, do you need a custom website for your business? Here's how you do it. Yes. Hit up Digital Extreme Technologies at digitalextremetech.com. Or you can call them at 267-205-4203. You definitely need a professional website. Um, to all you ladies of the evening, um, I saw the government shut down Backpage. You have to get a professional website to sell your product at digitalextremetech.com because, yes, you have a product. Anyway. Um, Shout out to Rock the Bell Radio. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> truthfully, Yo, truthfully um, so far I like, I like backspin better But we'll talk about that later um, Damn, that's ugly <laughs> Yo man, um, so Jim, We talked a little bit quick, about man. this earlier 
Sorry to cut you off real quick. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of pickleball? Ever heard of a game called pickleball? No. Uh, yes, tell no, us no, about yo. pickleball. Pause, hey, no. Something, something I learned about at almost 41 years old. I've never heard of the game called pickleball. So we'll, we'll talk about that another time. I just wanted yo, to know. I have no idea. Where you going with that? With couple, I played it with a couple. I played it with a couple young ladies in the Howard Plaza Towers room <laughs> at Howard University. Yeah. I think that's what you're yeah. talking about. Shout out to the library <laughs> Central on the second floor. But yo, listen, um, yeah, real quick. Uh, oh, you nasty. Yo, yo, real quick though, real quick. Though. Government office. <clears throat> huh? Yo, yo, you a fucking. Yo, shout out to Sherman Street. You pull, never mind. Listen, um, the rookie, the rookie of the year debate, right? We talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, you know, uh, it's become very contested over the last week. Some say YouTube is putting some marketing dollars behind it. Well, that's what was kind of brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was kind of brilliant because it got the, the, the people talking about it, but it seems to come down to the two gentlemen, Ben Simmons, who, um, you know, was having his rookie season or his first year in the league. He's not, you know, so depends upon how you want to define it. Uh, and Donovan, what is his name? Spider Mitchell? They call him Spider? Donovan Spider, spider. Mitchell? But anyway. Spider. Spider. Spider Mitchell. Not Spider. Spider. Okay, he plugged it. Listen, so Donovan Mitchell, um, who's er, having an amazing er. season in, in Utah. He's having a great season at Utah, and you have uh, Ben Simmons. So it seems to come out of these two guys, and there's been some back and forth between the two. Me, personally, I like the fact, excuse my language, that both rookies are with the shit. Like, I, I think it's amazing that they're, you know, they're making this a thing and that they're not lovey-dovey. They're like, yo, I'm the best. And other boys like, yo, I'm the best. I'm the best. Like, I, I think that's dope. Um, I got I Ben's quote, Jim, that started the whole beef yeah. this week. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's start with Ben's talk, quote. Talk let's, hear, let's hear what they, Ben's they quote. They asked Ben, you know, who would he pick if he had a pick? He said, who would I pick? Me, 100%. I asked him why. He said, I think I've been playing solid all year. If you look at the numbers, you'll see. People who know the game know. Um, and he also said, like, he asked Ben if any other rookies have caught his attention. And Ben was like, nah. So everybody took that as a diss. Might have been a little, little bit of shots fired in there. But he said, nah. But then he went on to say... He's like, I, I, look at, I look at players like LeBron and... and Westbrook and KD and people like that because I want to be one of the greats. So, I, you know, that's where I focus my attention. So he kind of tried to elaborate on it, but of course, we're going to take the part of the quote we want. We're going to say, nah, nobody caught his attention. Um, first thing you see, Spider Mitchell, he tweets about it. You know, he, he kind of does a little tweet and then he comes in to his next game with a hoodie on, an Adidas hoodie, that has the definition of rookie on it. It was a, it was, it's kind of a brilliant shot, but it kind of backfired in my opinion, because I think they should have found a definition. I was telling people this earlier. If you look up a word in the dictionary, most of the time you can get like a good five, six definitions. I would have tried to find a definition that didn't have the word play in it. Because I think the one he found said something like uh, being a, playing for a professional team for the, for, I don't know, I'll find it, but it had the word play in it. And if we're going to keep this thing up about Ben Simmons not being a real rookie, having your definition say playing your first year with a professional organization doesn't really make your point because Ben Simmons 
not even technically, he literally did not play last season. Um, but like Jimmy said, it's exciting. We've talked about it all week. Um, yeah. Mitchell wore another shirt uh, the last night of the season. It was just a red shirt with the word rookie on it with a question mark behind it. So, B, what do you think of the shots that Mitchell's been sending for the last two nights? Do you think it's kind of whining, you know, to, to for the award? Or no. do you think it was like brilliant shots being taken? And... No, I, I love it. I love the attitude. Um, we've talked about it at nauseum on this program. I'm tired of the buddy, the buddy, the buddy ball. We we don't we didn't grow up in an era where even friends were friends in between the lines. So I don't mind anything that leads to a level of competitiveness being increased. I don't think it's bad blood. I don't think it's anything ill will towards one another. They just saying, yo. I'm the best. So, no, so when they the hoist their co-rookie, okay, I'm gonna take trophy, some they're probably going to exchange numbers and be best friends after that, and then you're going to be mad that you said all of this. <laughs> and then I'm going to slam them. Then I'm going to slam them verbally. Here's what's the crazy. Right? On his said, an athlete playing in his or her first season as a member of a professional sports team. That actually describes Ben Simmons, an athlete playing in his or her first season as a member of a professional sports team. I guess that's if we don't count the preseason. Now, here's my thing. Cause now, it's, it's all semantics. <laughs> my, my thing is this, though. There's a current rule, but I'm not going to lie because I went back and listened. Bad line in a diss track. <laughs> if, if, you, if you listen to the actual um, the first season that um, – because we were actually on the air <laughs> when, when Blake Griffin played his first season in the league. So I'm on record of saying that I think it's unfair for Blake to win the rookie of the year. Um and all the reasons that people are giving now for Ben, I actually said that on the air because I'm ahead of my time. I don't even think my parents met yet. Anyway, um, so so I, I said all of those things back when Blake won. All right. Well, let me say and, some of those things because but, we're not going to give our picks yet because we're going to do our awards right after. Let me give some of those reasons that people have been, you know, saying. They're basically saying, you know, Ben is a redshirt uh, rookie. They're saying he had the benefit. First of all, they said he was collecting an NBA check. I don't really know how that makes your game better. He also had the benefit of practicing with an NBA team. I don't know how you practice with a broken foot. He had the um, – he now, I, I believe this part. He had the advantage of learning, you know, at the foot of NBA uh, coaches and, and, and things like that. Um, I can't – go on his team because there wasn't really a veteran presence on the team last year that was worth learning from. So the way the process was set up, it still was kind of hard sledding trying to, you know, get that knowledge. You couldn't like really soak anything in from any veterans. But I will say this, he's very close with the coach because he coached his dad over in Australia or knows his dad. And he's known Ben since he was a little boy. So he does take, you know, rookie or not, playing or not, he takes a special interest in Ben Simmons, and he did make make sure that he kept him, well, at least he kept him engaged mentally throughout the season. Okay, that's something that you might not get. So I, I actually understand. I can see both sides of this argument. If people are going to argue for Donovan not a rookie, I, I understand that. Right now, the, the rule is what it is. So, you know, at some point we got to judge this 
race on actual merit. I've actually talked to some people that says, no, I just think Ben, I just think Donovan Mitchell had a better season. And I actually respect that more than yo, all the whining about tell, yo, who had, I was actually know, going to say that. I was going to say without, without, without all, Without all the semantics, without all that, all that, um, um, in the words of large professor, without all that Mamba Jahambo, Mamba Jahambo, um, <laughs> without all that Mamba Jahambo, you can make the argument that Donovan Mitchell's had a better season. I mean, it's hard when you look at the statistics and you some can. of the stuff that's been I done, can. but Donovan, Donovan Mitchell has had an amazing season. So I'm saying, like, if I'm him and Ben wins, I would feel like I got robbed. But if I'm Ben, and he wins, and this is my first chance of, uh, you know, trying to get the rookie deal. I was feel like I'm Rob so, you know, here comes the Jason Kidd, Grant Hills of the world. This is, this is what's going to happen because yeah, – I think that's what's going to happen because be that's what makes the league look the best in this situation. And cra- yeah. crazy the thing, crazy thing is if Ben would have had this kind of season last year, he was able to play, he would have won it hands down because last year's rookie of the year class was Garbitos Sabonis. It was straight trash. Yeah. It was – it was yeah. horrendous. Like I didn't realize until I was trying to think. It took me a while to think who won the rookie of the year last year. And it was yeah, but we might have had uh, we might have had the same the same issue that we have this year, and it would have been arguing against his teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I mean, because you never know what happened. Like if Ben doesn't get hurt, maybe for some spectacular reason, um, they're a little better last year, and maybe they would have been trying to fight for an eighth seed last year. Joel Embiid doesn't get shut down. If he wins, I mean, if if he plays the way he played last year, yeah, I got year, you, I got you, I didn't understand. Like, but it's just, it's just, it might give it to Joel, and then we're gonna be like, well, he I, had I think, two years. I think, I think this goes to what we even talked Dario about at the beginning of the show. Yeah, this is crazy. this is this is just proof positive that there are a lot of young great players because both of these dudes are gamers, and I I, I want to see both of these guys as their career progresses because crazy part is. Up until maybe a month ago, I thought Donovan had it hands down because, um, unlike my brother Hank, who said he watched Donovan Mitchell for five minutes and didn't make a bump, I watched Donovan play this year, and it's like, I think it yo, been, this boy's yeah, he's he's fearless on the offensive end. Like he he's like I said earlier, he has the Kobe Westbrook mentality. Like his shot selection, you would think yeah. like a lot of times they tell you, well, he's He's young. He's a rookie. He'll grow out of that. He might not, though, because he's already the man as a rookie. He's already and that's what's crazy. When you, when, he's not just when you he's watch do nothing but go up, and his superstar to go up. And once you're a superstar, you don't care what kind of shot you take. When you watch Utah play, <laughs> it's interesting to me that, like, from a mental state, like, like he's literally the leader of that team. Like, it's crazy to see someone control pace, even though, even though sometimes it's erratic, and control the team the way he does as a rookie. And when you see them make the playoffs, you have to give him a lot of credit for that as well. Um, but he's definitely one of those players that B. Austin will be his manager. If you ever watched him play, he would be his manager because he's like shoot first and shoot second. Jack like, that's who he is. He's a jack mm-hmm. daddy. He's definitely a jack daddy, but he's talented though. Like, and he's fearless and he goes mm-hmm. to the rack and he will break your ankle. So but Ben, on the other hand, is like uh, I'm never stat machine. Go ahead. Yeah, Ben 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 is definitely a walking stat machine, and 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 I know we'll get into it later. That's that's my vote for rookie of the year. I'm going with a little bit of Homer bias. Uh, I've seen Donovan yeah. Mitchell play play twice, and I never understood when people 
look at scoring points as a bad thing. Not not saying you are, Jimmy, but it just, like I've heard the criticisms, oh, he shoots too much. or oh, No, he scores points. They do not tally up any other statistic to tell you who won a game. And this young man is talented at scoring points that lead to winning the game. Bright future ahead. Bright All right, well, we'll get into our pitch, but let me, let me get Rob on for one minute because we're about to go. I don't want him to, you know, he's been holding for a while. I ain't going to be one Rob minute. out in Cali. What's going on, Rob? We got this quick because we got to give our picks. You got a thought on this rookie of the year stuff? What's up, y'all? It's about it's about damn time, man. Shoot, man, y'all, y'all had me weighing like I was like uh yeah like I was like shoot like man, shut up. I was pregnant with pitch, Tens again. <laughs> All right, man. What's up, yeah, man? Shout, we got we shout, only got shout, like shout to Jimmy, man. Love your hair, man. I didn't know if you was out there. You know, uh, yo, taking, whoa, pause. I I I I, 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 I know you was out there. What? What you say? I said, shout out to Jimmy, man. I know you he was out your, there. He loved your hair. <laughs> yo, no, that's he a looked like Jerry Levert. I was like, I was, I was like, yo, I, yo, I was like, yo, is, 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 is this brother yeah, 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 singing at a concert? <laughs> no, bro, I was, I, I, I was, I was out there meeting with the I, cartel, beloved. Yo, you probably did, 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 did you trip him and say you were Jerry Levert or something, man, or? Yo, man, what's your sports point, man? Yo, what's your sports point, dog? Because you know they're going to give me hell for this, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm comfortable with myself. I'm good. You are gay. Hey, yo. yo, hey, Austin, stop, cuz. Come on, Rob. Yo, we got to give our picks, man. What's up, Rob? He's Rob, who's Rob? Okay. Who you got as rookie of the year, Rob? Who's the rookie of the year? Rookie of the year, Lonzo Ball. Jerry Levert. He said Lonzo Ball. <laughs> he said Lonzo Ball. Yo, you ain't really seen Lonzo Ball this year. Andre Ingram has had a better rookie season than Lonzo Ball, though. I, I just, oh, hell no. I know you didn't say that. Hell no. He was injured, more, he was injured majority of the year. He still, show, he still showed up and showed out, and... No, is that a, just, that's your serious pick? I'm just l- listen, listen. I was just playing about that. Listen, the real book oh, to me is Ben. He wasn't Simmons. playing about it's Jimmy ben looking Simmons. like Zero Levert though. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. Hey, I'm comfortable with my friend. Rest in peace to Zero Levert. All right, peace. But yo, on on the real, uh, I really think it's Ben Simmons. Oh. Shout out to the Sixers. I I just I want to take my I want I want to apologize for all all the Sixers jokes I said. What the hell the problem? You not tired is. of that rap? They can't. Oh. Huh? You're not tired of like being so loud, wrong, and having to apologize. Yo, you 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 don't. You you for quarterback. I, I give you props for doing it. Give you props for being a man no, about yours and apologizing. So, so, you ain't so, so, like so, if you stop being so loud and obnoxiously wrong, you won't have to keep doing it though. But I give you props no, for no, doing no, it. No, 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 no. Some things I'm strong on, and some things I'm not. Like the, the other times, like you were strong on Jimmy looking it. like Joe with a vert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Come on, man, we never let him finish. Y'all never gonna leave that. Down. But no, because like, like, like there was some, there was some things. 
distracting that clip. Oh man, like 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 there was some. <laughs> There were some things like, like, like some dude called me a coon online because I was criticizing Robert Griffin III. I was criticizing Bob Norbert. And I think he comes out of y'all, y'all area of D.C. And I was just like, really? So I, I don't know. Like, like, they're, like, they're, the, they're the, the only whole... people left, Rob. The D.C. people I, are the only I mean, people left who defend Robert Griffin. So he had to I, be from D.C. I mean, and nothing oh, with the man. whole Meek Mill thing. I'm very, I am very critical of Meek. Uh, I want to say critical of Meek Mill. It's just that I don't understand, like, I understand it's the system. I understand the system is corrupt. I understand poverty. I understand white supremacy. I understand the prison culture. Brothers go in and out, you know, how the product of it, you know. I send family members in my household money, uh, you know, damn near every check, you know, for, you know, to help them out. But Meek Mill is a dude who violates his parole because he wants to. Meek Mill is a, I ain't going to say the N-word, but come on. Like, I'm not, I mean, feel free Mambio beat Bull Jamal. Don't free Meek Mill. If you want to free, free, free somebody from Philly. Come on, see Mumbia. Mumbia, who's kill up in there? It's Mumbia, brother. That's Mumbia, man. Yeah, because I don't get caught up in the hype. Like, yeah, okay, like, okay, yeah, let, okay, yeah. It, was this case kind of corrupt? Because the cop was corrupt, yeah. Okay, if yeah. This dude, if this, okay, if this yeah. dude goes, if this dude goes back to jail again, then what are we gonna say then? I don't want to hear say no Negro defending him. That's like all these, some of these, some of these heifers out here defend. Uh, Getting on Tristan Thompson where they were the thing Black China for cheating. That that trifling hoe. I, I ain't gonna lie. Two wrongs will make the right. These hoes are right, right. so, so, you know, you you right. We gotta go. So um just tell us a name. League MVP. Yo, yo, uh League MVP, right, Ben name, Simmons, though. and yo, Jimmy, give me give me a copy of your album coming out, man. You know? Yo, yo man, no comment, man. We gotta move on. Man. Is on your top. <laughs> yo, I had to I did that. There was too much of that energy. Yo, I passed <laughs> out, yo. I passed yo, why, why, yo, why did Austin have to be on the show tonight, yo? Why Austin <laughs> have to be on the show tonight? <laughs> All right, man. Yo, anyway, listen, man. Listen, I'm going to go first. I'm going to next. All right, here we go. We're going to do most improved player. I'll go first. And uh, my most improved player. I'm going with Victor Oladipo because he went from, um, you know, a guy that was on the come up to having a superstar uh, young lady and um, took his game to the next level. My sixth man of the year. I'm go- oh, you're oh, going wait, to wait. go to the whole thing. Go ahead. Go through your whole list. Go through your whole list. All right. All right. So sixth man of the year, I'm going with Lou Williams. Uh, defensive player of the year, I'm going with uh, the, the face of defense, Rudy Gobert. Um, coach of the year. Now watch what I do here because I'm about to take the Caraway out for these next two picks. Coach of the year. I'm taking Quinn Snyder as well as Brent Brown. Rookie of the year. Um, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking co rookie of the year. Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell because I'm being a coward. And my MVP. My MVP. I'm actually taking LeBron James as the most viable player in the league. LeBron James MVP. Uh, LeBron James. All right. Um, he's doing, he doing that because Harden's a coward. B. Um, my coach of the year is Brett Brown. You start your own. Most okay. improved. Most most improved 
is Spencer Dinwiddie. That's my dude. Sick man. That's your dude. Um, defensive player of the year, Draymond Yo. Green. What? Um, you often ain't watch no hoops, yo. Six, six <laughs> man is definitely, definitely Lou Willville. I, I thought about Jamal, Coach, but no, I can't hear the nursing Coach. home almost. Rookie and MVP. Come on, I Rookie want to turn Ben you Simmons on. MVP. MVP is the uh, the blood boy, the gang boy uh, with the beard. Harden. All right, most improved for me, like I, I said it already, Victor Oladipo. Shout out to my homie Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, six, six man of the year, I'll go Lou Will as well. Yo, coach year was the hardest one to pick, man. I had Quinn Snyder, Brad Stevens, Brett Brown, Nate McMillan, and surprisingly Greg Popovich because he actually had to do his best coaching job in a minute to get the Spurs to where they are. But I'm actually going to go with Brad Stevens, man, from the Celtics. They were supposed to be a top two seed in the Eastern Conference this season, but injury-wise, things didn't go the way that they needed them to go. Lost his second-best player on the first first minute of the season. Lost Kyrie, you know, all through the season, and then lost him for good at the end. Traded a couple dudes in the offseason. I'm going to go with Brad. Stevens because he kept that shit afloat and I mean, still got yeah. the top two seed in the Eastern Conference. Defensive player of the kill. year. Yeah, defensive player of the year. I'm gonna go with Rudy Go Gobert. Um, even though he missed a, a pretty significant amount of time, I still think he's that dominant on a defensive end that he still should get this award for me. Rookie of the year. Shout out to the homie Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, and it's not a homer thing. Um, I'm not factoring in once they change the rules, <laughs> and you know, then I'll change the way I vote for it. But Ben Simmons, as Jimmy pointed out a lot, like after Joel and B went down and during this winning streak where he's basically averaging damn near triple-double during this winning streak, I think that's when he separated himself the most. Um you know, during the season. And the MVP, I'm going to go with LeBron James as well. Shout out to the Beard. Shout out to Russ. Um, shout out to LeBron. It's a, it's a shame that my expectations are to the point where I'm definitely giving him props for playing two games because, you know, we didn't always have to do that. But this was a season where we even joked before the season. We all thought LeBron was going to take off like a half a season resting. Um, but his team, the way it was set up this season, it was a little surprising. So he had to do his thing. And I think the King has um, dominated all the way through. But shout out to the Beard and shout out to Russ. Uh, anyway, Yo, so let's get that heck up out of here. Before we, get, before we get out of here, I just want to say a shout out to Kobe Bryant, who um, who's tweeted out that he thinks Quinn Snyder is the uh, is the coach of the year, and um, he's probably gonna make a, a story about it. But somebody got to <laughs> watch, out the, time, yo. <laughs> watch out for the Quinn Snyder yo. documentary at the uh, concert. Yo, yo, somebody got to take yo, somebody take Kobe MacBook, yo. Anyway, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, um, our group me app. Salute to y'all. 
All the calls, you called in the holidays. We appreciate those that you can get to. We apologize. Tune in next week live right here on demand. We're going to catch up with everything happening all around the world of sports, including NBA playoffs, NFL pre-draft coverage with Fred Purdue and so much more. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do. All of our conversations on social media and any content we put out can be found right here at warroomsports.com. Also, pick up my book. You can get it at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Check out Gus Griffin's latest www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.